Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom. On this show, I interview amazing, incredible, badass women real estate investors who are crushing it in the real estate space. And today, I'm so excited to have with us our guest, Palak Shaw, who is the founder and owner of Open Spaces Capital that generates over a million dollars in revenue. She's an engineer by trade. And after the birth of her two kids, she decided to make the move to entrepreneurship to be able to spend more time with her children. That's the beautiful thing about real estate investing. Not only does it is it abundant, it gives you money, but it gives you time. So she invested in real estate for many years. In her first two years investing full-time, she purchased, renovated, rented, and refinanced properties, creating a $4 million rental portfolio. So huge growth and very little time. It's now her passion to empower other investors to pursue entrepreneurship through real estate investing to live an empowered and financially free life. I'm so excited to have her with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Thanks for being here. So, you know, with this show, we always start at the beginning. How did you get started in real estate investing? So I'm an engineer, as you just <laughs> mentioned. I'm a mechanical engineer, and it was something I really enjoyed doing. My job was to travel the world and teach CEOs of different companies the specific framework that we had created. And it was nice, like as women, I think we are shown all these images of empowered women and what they're supposed to be like. And I was really drawn to this woman who can make an impact and change things for the better and be that jet setter. And all that kind of, and I was making good money. So that was good. But all that faded when I had kids and I realized that the higher up you move, the less time you have for your family. And I was traveling and I didn't see them and I had waited till my late 30s to have kids. And I was just, I just thought, is this what I worked so hard to achieve? You know, it, all of that didn't seem as exciting because, you know, the way I was spending my time was great for career, but then didn't leave any room for personal life and for kids. And so we... After spending months and months in turmoil, <laughs> my husband and I decided to become a single income family. I decided I was going to quit my job and start investing in real estate and still wanted to make an impact. So I wanted to grow our real estate portfolio while spending time with kids. And real estate is amazing. It's amazing for that. It's been a, a really, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. I so resonate with your story, especially with the time. You know, I was an, an engineer, like my parents told me, it can be anything you want, yes. in parentheses, as long as you're a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't as into the math and sciences. I didn't go to the engineering or the law. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'll do law. But yeah. it was still very similar. A lot of long hours. Felt like a pie eating contest where the prize was more pie. Like it was like, and the pie was not very good for me. So, <laughs> but you're just working so much. And then it was like, the more I moved up, the more I worked. And it was, it yes, was exactly. really untenable. Well, and I think a lot of people, especially women can resonate with that because we're working when you have, you know, a good job, but you're like a 
I used to work like a manimal, like you're like, (laughs) so I definitely resonate with that. And so what did you first invest in? What was your first deal? Yeah. So when I still had my full-time job, we explored the idea of real estate investing and we decided to invest in a rent-ready rental. It was easy. I shouldn't say easy. It was more straightforward than what I ended up doing, but it was a good way to get my feet wet, to kind of dip my toes in the water and see if real estate investing is something I even liked doing. So what we did was we invested in a rent-ready rental. We figured out what it meant to own a profitable rent-ready rental. We did that a few times and built up some passive cash flow. And then I realized, okay, this is something I can do. This is something I'm going to grow. And that's when I decided to quit my job. So single family home, three bed, one bath, simple (laughs) rent ready rental. That's how I got started. Were they turnkey properties? So was it already the tenant there or you got it just ready to go and you had to find your own tenant and self-manage? Yeah, it was basically a flip that someone was doing. And Uh, yeah, it wasn't a turnkey property. It was just a property that that was ready to like throw in a tenant and start cash flow right away. What market are you investing in? So when we first started, we were investing in a specific neighborhood in Philadelphia. At this point, that neighborhood has, it was an up and coming neighborhood. It has up and come now already. So now, <laughs> so now we moved out to, you know, some other neighborhoods, but we're still in Philadelphia. Okay. Awesome. And so when you, you went to do the entrepreneurship route and you quit your job, what did you start investing in then? Are you still the same single family? What, what did you do when you? So I started, yeah, I started with the bar strategy. So that's what we do. Started with a single family home. So value add investing for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know what the strategy is, you buy a distressed property, renovate it, rent it out, also known as stabilizing it, and then refinancing it, pulling all of the money you originally put in it out and reinvesting it in the next asset. Y'all, for those of you listening, this is like recycling money. (laughs) To build a portfolio, you take the same amount of money, you use it, then you reuse it again, but then you're leaving behind these cash flowing properties. Yes, absolutely. And it's a great strategy. It's difficult to master, but it's a really, really good strategy. It's, it has been done for decades. It's just, I think David Green called it getting a black belt in real estate. It's a very difficult strategy to master, but it's a really, really good strategy. You need the numbers right. Yes, the numbers right because it has to have enough of the margin. So you buy it at a good enough price, fix it up. There needs to be enough of a spread so that when it's fixed up and you refinance, you can actually pull out enough money to. You got to figure out construction, figure out how to tenants, figure out financing, all of that. But yeah, so we started with single families, and we still do some single families. But what we did was we really took a template. And I just ran with it and figured out a template that I could replicate again and again and again and build systems and processes around it. So I can do multiple of those at the same time. We also do smaller multis. So between two and four units, we just closed on a 15 unit deal. So we'll do all kinds of uh, (laughs) different things, but within this specific strategy. I love that. I can definitely see your engineering brain at work, like creating the systems. And that's when it's really good to have a really super logical person that's like, okay, how can I make a system around this so it works better? That's great. Switching gears a little bit, because I love, and I love your story. It's very inspiring. It's also very doable for people to start doing it that way, especially if you're in a market that's not too terribly expensive. So what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? 
So the biggest mistake I think I made is really not trusting myself early on. And I think a lot of women, we aren't really given the tools to trust ourselves for some reason. (laughs) And it really took me incremental steps to build up to the point where I could start making major, major financial decisions on my own without needing anyone's approval and or somebody to bless it, you know, really took a while to get to that point. And I think it could have been much faster. And I remember even at my one of my jobs, my boss said to me during, you know, how you have performance reviews at the end of the year. And he had said that, you know, the one thing I would like you to work on is really understand that you know more than you think you know. And as I've uh, built up to the point where I can do a million dollar deal on my own, I've learned that this could have been done much sooner had I trusted myself. That's the biggest mistake I would say that I've made is really not had that trust in myself early on. So you didn't do the deals you could have done or go as big as you would have otherwise had you not, you know, if you'd had that trust. Yeah, build it up faster. I could have done done it much faster (laughs) if I had trusted myself. Really good. All right. And what are you most proud of? Most proud of? Oh, that's a good question. Most proud of? My husband actually quit his job last year in July. And it all started with, you know, making one decision that was going against the grain and going against everything we all have been taught when we're growing up, like you said, about going to school and all of that. It's all started with that one decision. (laughs) And get a yes, (laughs) all of that. And so last year, so it's, I've been in real estate now full-time for four and a half years. And our portfolio is worth, I think, 6 million, about 6 million right now. And last year when he quit his job, I mean, that was a really proud moment for me because I hadn't imagined that would ever happen. (laughs) If you had asked me five years ago, I would not have said in five years, we were going to both be full-time in real estate. He could replace your incomes and do that. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. You got financial freedom. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So beautiful. What do you attribute your success? I think it was that one decision that I made that was really that quitting my job. That was a huge thing. That was really the biggest risk I ever took. I was making six figures and walking away from that kind of salary, a career that I had built for 17 years. And I was raised by a single mom. And so when I told her I was going to quit my job and she's a feminist and she's like, this is not what I worked so hard to raise, you know, you by myself is so that you could quit your job and then not care about your future. And I was like, no, no, mom, you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me finish. I'm going to, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start investing in real estate. And that was the one decision I made that was 100% mine. It was a huge financial decision and it was 100% mine. And I think that the one thing I would attribute to my success is just really over time learning how to start, how to listen to myself. There are so many amazing women around us who empowers and who are saying this to us. It's just a matter of really listening to them and following their advice and learning how to listen to ourselves and making those that one decision, make, taking that one, making that one choice. And then everything gets easier after that. Hey, goddess, have you been sitting on the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, how to get started in real estate investing as a busy professional woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there.
trusting that intuitive voice inside. That's hard for a lot of people, but it's everything. Yeah. It's been behind my every success and not listening to it has been behind my every failure. (laughs) Yeah. I can 100% relate to that. (laughs) So what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? So if you're a woman starting out in this field, what this is going to need is for you to start making major financial decisions for yourself and for your family. The sooner you get comfortable with the idea that women can, it's about time that women start making these big financial decisions this, without you know, needing that approval from the boss or whatever you want to get approval from. The sooner we start getting comfortable with that, the better it is for all of us, not just for women. It's better for our families. It's better for the men in our life. You know, it's just going to be great for society, the sooner we start doing this. So not just for yourself, if you're getting started, the faster you get comfortable making these major financial decisions, the better it is for all of us. (laughs) That's great. So just to follow up with that a little bit in terms of what you factored in, because there might be somebody going, I don't have, I mean, you still had, you went from two incomes to one. So there was still your husband's income. Plus you had a few rental properties that were already cash flowing. So what was, I know it was a, that was a big risk to lose it, but you had, I'm assuming you had your expenses covered otherwise when you quit or not, or did you? What was the calculation you took when deciding, okay, I'm ready to make this jump? That's a good question. So you can start with a very simple calculation. Think about how much cash flow you can have from a single rental, right? And then what your take home salaries, and I'm going to explain why we talk about take home what your take-home salary is, and then take the ratio of those numbers to figure out how many rentals you need to retire, right? That's a very, that's overly simplified. The formula is overly simplified, right? There are all these other factors that go into it. But the reason we say take-home salary is because the cash flow on the rentals, that's your profit. The taxes on that are going to be offset by depreciation for the most part. So you can truly compare your take-home salary to the cash flow from rentals. And that's start with that formula, very simple formula. And then think about, so the way I thought about it was I got a bonus every year. I putting money in 401k. So you can then expand that formula, right? So we started expanding that formula and we were like, okay, so we can put money towards 401k, but we're not building any assets. So let's think about what building assets is going to get us in terms of financial impact. And then I got a bonus every year. And when I looked at it, I was like, would I be willing to give this up for being able to just have that freedom and spend time with my kids? And so if there is a deficit, and I had a deficit when I did my calculations, and I was like, okay, so is this money, giving up that much money going to be worth the potential is of taking this step? So you can take a simple formula, expand it. And then if there is a deficit, kind of figure out, is it worth taking that? Or do you want to keep your job until you can cover more of that deficit and and some of my calculations were wrong. I thought I was going to watch my kids 100% full-time by myself while I started and ran this business. And in the end, I realized that it's not doable for, it requires superhuman abilities. <laughs> <laughs> and still is some time needed for active real estate investing. So. Yeah. So, so I ended up hiring a mother's helper early on. And so I hadn't accounted for some of those expenses and still worked out okay. And none of these things that we predict are going to be 100% perfect, but it's, it kind of gives us a point to start. Yeah. Beautiful. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? So I think real estate 
is something that when I first started, I honestly did not truly understand the impact of long-term buy and holds. I mean, I understood it in theory, but as we're holding on to properties for longer and longer term, the growth is absolutely exponential. It's not linear. And in the beginning, it seems like it starts slowly, but as you grow, it's just the impact of owning assets and growing can be really amazing. Yeah. Before we get into our famed end of show trinity, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? The best way is you can either follow me on Instagram at Open Spaces Women, or you can join. We have a free Facebook group. It's called Real Estate Investing for Busy Professionals. You can join that group. We go live in that group every week or every other week, something like that. Join our group. It's a fun place. It's free. Yeah. So those are the two best ways. (laughs) Beautiful. And now it's time for our famed end of show trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. What is your brag? It has to be being able to get to a point where both my husband and I are financially free because it's so recent. I'm really excited about that. (laughs) Well bragged. Well bragged. That's awesome. (laughs) And what is one thing you desire? I really would like to make a bigger impact in this world. I think that it's about time more and more women start building wealth for themselves and for their families. And I want to make a bigger impact and I want to change the way women are investing and feeling comfortable with finances. And that would be my desire. I kind of mixed this up for the first time, but that's all good. What is one thing you're grateful for? for, Yes. (laughs) I have a health coach who asks me that question every day. And one of the things that I always tell her is my kids. That's what always comes to my mind. And it's being able to spend time with my kids. That has to be something I'm grateful for. Not always pretty and not always. (laughs) I'm a mama. I know. (laughs) But I'm I'm still grateful for it. It is the best. It is the best thing ever. (laughs) Amazing. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. That was incredible. Y'all, if you want to connect with Palak, you can go to find her on Instagram at Open Spaces Women. And tell us the name of your Facebook group again. Real Estate Investing for Busy Professionals. That's how we started and we wanted to talk about it more. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And y'all, you can connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our Investor Club, get into our amazing sisterhood community on Facebook and find out about our upcoming events and trainings. Bye-bye and thanks again. Thank you. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events as well as to access other resources. Until next time.